Hello and welcome to the Dynasty Baseball Pickups Podcast. I'm Kyle Sontag. Unfortunately, Taylor is under the weather today, so my voice is the only one you'll be hearing. Taylor did still give me the names of a couple guys he wanted to discuss, so I'm going to touch on them as well, which means I've got four prospects for you guys today. We've got two bats and two arms, so let's get into it. The first name on my list was Wanbin Cho. He's a 19-year-old outfielder currently in low A in the St. Louis Cardinals system. Now, I've seen some discrepancies on his height and weight, but he's typically listed between 6'1 and 6'3, and I've seen weights ranging from 200 to 225, which is a pretty big difference. That being said, in the videos I've watched and pictures I've seen, he looks closer to 200 pounds, in my opinion. So he does still have room to fill out, which is an important distinction when we're talking about a 19-year-old. He's also just 6% owned on fan tracks. So Juan Bin Cho was eligible to be drafted in the 2021 KBO draft in his native South Korea and was expected to go quite highly before he decided to move stateside in pursuit of a contract with a major league organization. He got that contract when the Cardinals signed him to a deal worth half a million dollars, a signing bonus roughly equivalent to that of a fourth round pick in the 2022 draft. So far this season, he's played 90 games. He's got a 270, 382, 379 slash, good for a 761 OPS. He's got five home runs, 27 steals, 39 RBI, 57 runs to go along with a 22.1% K rate and a 15.4% walk rate. So it's looking like a strong approach. The Ks aren't that big of a concern, and he is showing a lot of patience. He's got a simple left-handed swing that helped win the Cardinals over, and he shows, as I mentioned, a ton of patience at the plate, though sometimes it's almost to a fault and he can be overly passive. The stats might suggest that speed is Cho's best tool, but that is far from the truth. His speed typically grades out as average, despite the strong stolen base numbers. Um, but there is a belief that Juan Bin Cho has five-tool potential with his power being his calling card. From a young age, he was known for this power, and in 2020, at the age of 17, he took part in a home run derby during a showcase at Globe Life Field in Texas, and he launched 26 total home runs, two of which were with wood. One of those went 404 feet. Now, I watched some of this video, and some of the shots he was hitting were just absolutely huge. I routinely found myself a little bit in awe of how far and how hard 17-year-old was hitting these balls, the longest and hardest of which was a 485-foot mammoth blast off the face of the upper deck, recorded at 113.5 miles per hour. Now, that one was with a metal bat, but still very, very impressive from a 17-year-old. In games, the power currently shows more as gap-to-gap, but as he matures, I expect to see more balls leaving the yard off the bat of Juan Bincho. Defensively, he's most likely to stick in a corner outfield spot as he slows down a step or two. But he was a pitcher as well in his native South Korea. 
So he has the arm to profile well in right field. Next up is Christian Mina or Mania. He's a right-handed pitcher in the Chicago White Sox organization. He's 20 years old, currently in double A, 8% owned on Fantrax and listed at six foot two, 170 pounds. Now, Christian Mina signed for $250,000 in the 2019 international signing period. He struggled mightily in his pro debut at the complex level in 2021, but the White Sox obviously saw something that they liked because they did promote him to low A to begin the 2022 season. And it paid off because he pitched his way all the way up to double A as a 19 year old last year. Now 20 and still in double A, he's had some ups and downs, but is showing a lot of promise for such a young pitcher at the level. Important to consider is that he has been pitching in the Southern League all season, which is the league where they had the tacky ball to start the year and have since taken it away. And that has affected a number of guys, both pitchers and hitters. So we have to take note of that when we're talking about anyone in the Southern League. In 21 starts this year, he has a 4.9 ERA with a 1.42 whip. He's thrown 101 innings, good for just under five innings per start. He's got a 28.6% K rate and 11.8% walk rate. And that comes out to a 16.8% K minus BB percentage. Getting on to his pitches here, he's got a four pitch mix. The fastball gets mixed reviews, but typically grades out around average. He throws it in the low to mid 90s with some riding action and typically locates it pretty well. His curveball is currently his best pitch. It's graded as plus with hard downward action that he throws in the low 80s. He also added a slider in 2022. It's harder and sharper than the curveball. And while it shows promise, it definitely still needs some work. He needs to refine it. And the same can be said for his changeup. As with most young pitchers, the changeup is a work in development, but it does show good tumbling action and has solid separation from his fastball at times. His control and command are typically pretty solid, but he does lose it from time to time, and that often results in damage being done off of him because when he misses, he tends to leave the ball out over the middle of the He's athletic, and he repeats his low-effort delivery pretty well, so if he can add a few ticks to his fastball as he fills out his slender frame, we could be talking about a you know, solid mid-rotation kind of arm here, but for now, he looks destined for the back end of a rotation. Uh, this is a guy that I've had my eye on for a while and have added and dropped a few different times. Um, He's a guy I've liked, but I, I need to see some more consistency out of him, even as, you know, just a 20-year-old in double-A. The ups and downs aren't, aren't great. So those were the guys that I brought forth that I wanted to talk about. Moving on now, we are going to talk about uh, Taylor's guys, the guys that he mentioned to me. Unfortunately, as I mentioned before, he's not able to be here, but I'm going to do my best to cover the two names that he brought forth. 
The first one is Henry Lalane. He's a left-handed pitcher in the Yankees organization. He's 19 years old, currently at the complex level, and is listed at six foot seven, 211 pounds. Lane is just 4% owned on Fantrax. Now, this is a guy that I wish I had heard about sooner. He did repeat the DSL last year as an 18-year-old and does look to be a little bit too advanced for the complex level that he's at this year, but I see a lot of things that I like here. I do question a little bit if he started the year injured or what exactly is going on. Um, I couldn't find anything, but the innings and appearances make me wonder a little bit. He's thrown in seven games this season, four starts, and just 18 innings pitched. So just a little bit over two innings per appearance for the most part. He does have a four ERA, but his FIP and XFIP, that's fielding independent pitching, are each more than a full run lower than his ERA. He's got an 083 whip and a 169 batting average against. To go along with all that, he's got a 39.4% K rate and a 5.6% walk rate. That's good for a 33.8% K minus BB percentage, which really stands out. And speaking of standing out, Lelaine stands out in a crowd. He's 6'7. 211 pounds, and at that height and weight, he's got room to add some good weight yet. So we could see his fastball rise a couple ticks as he puts on, you know, 5, 10, 15 pounds uh, onto that frame. Moving on to his pitches, I couldn't actually find a whole lot as far as grades go, but I did see a few reports talking about velocity, and managed to watch some video that I'll talk about shortly. Now, the fastball is typically a low to mid-90s offering that has topped out at 97. It's got good shape and is arguably already an above-average pitch, even if he doesn't add more velocity. The changeup typically sits in the mid-80s. It's a solid offering as well with <clears throat> good separation from the fastball. His slider is an upper 70s offering that gets plenty of swings and misses. And he's shown a good ability to spin the ball so far at such a young age, something you don't always see. Now, as I mentioned, I did watch some video. Uh, it was of his outing against the Jays Florida Coast League team on the 10th. And I came away really, really impressed. Three big things stood out to me. First of all, the, the motion, his mechanics were much more compact and smooth than you might expect from a 19-year-old, especially one this tall and lanky. You, you often see very long, sometimes awkward movements, especially in you know long legs and arms, but I, I really liked his motion, including the way he gets into his back leg and really drives down the mound. Now, the second thing that really stood out and really impressed me was the pitch mix. The, fa the fastball showed good ride, causing plenty of hitters to swing under it, and the movement on both the slider and the changeup impressed and honestly surprised me a little bit on some of the pitches. The, the changeup had really nice fade, and the slider was just 
nasty. Again, some stuff that you don't always see from such a young, raw pitcher. The, the last thing that stood out was his control. You know, the, the numbers I mentioned earlier kind of touch on it. He's walking just 5.6% of batters so far. And it, it showed in the video. It's rare to see so much control from such a young, tall pitcher. Again, I'm going to keep going back to that because he is very young and very tall and a lot more polished than you would think he would be. But he was really impressive with regards to his control as well. He worked the edge as well. He hit his spots. He located the fastball up in the zone when he wanted to and didn't leave the changeup or slider over the plate very much. Overall, this is a guy, like I said, who I, I wish I had heard about sooner because I came away really impressed. And even though he is the least owned guy uh, that I'm talking about today of these four players, he might be the guy that I like the most. Lastly, I'm going to touch on Wade Meckler. He's an outfielder in San Fran's system, 23 years old, currently in AAA, listed at 5'10 and 178 pounds. He's just 5% owned on Fantrax. So moving from Lelaine, the guy that I probably like the most out of these four, to Meckler, um, and I'm sorry, Taylor, I know he's a giant, but this is probably the guy I like least in this episode. He has moved three levels so far this year. He started in high A, worked his way to double A, and has been in triple A now for a couple of weeks. So across those three levels, he has 68 games played with a 378, 462, 518 slash, which is good for a 996 OPS. He's got five home runs, six steals, 46 RBI, and 53 runs. Now, in those nine games since AAA, the numbers look even better. It's a 381, 552, 571 slash, one home run, no steals, six RBI, three runs to go along with some really impressive numbers as far as the approach is concerned. He's got a 17.2% K rate and a 27.6% walk rate. Now, both of those, again, fairly short sample, nine games, but both of those are the highest of his career. So when you've got a K rate at 17% being your highest, that's pretty impressive. All this is good for a 185 WRC plus, again, in nine games at AAA. So as I mentioned, he's run impressive slash lines at every level with a strong approach, um, but I just, I don't see a lot of impact in this profile. He doesn't show power in game and I, I don't see him ever, ever getting to a lot of that. And he's been pretty close to a zero on the base pass, despite the fact that he currently grades out as an average runner and will likely always have decent speed. But I, I don't see either one of those tools really improving for him from a the stats standpoint, home runs or stolen bases. There, there just doesn't seem to be a lot there. Now, he does seem to be a good defender, but I'm not sure it's enough to make him an everyday player if he does get a shot at the big league level. Uh, this is a guy that Taylor told me he felt it was past due he looked into. Uh, Wade Meckler 
because he is a Giants fan. Meckler, of course, being with the Giants. Um, and I got an opportunity to ask him about, you know, what he found prior to the recording. And he seemed to echo a lot of the same sentiments as me. He he seemed to come away fairly underwhelmed, as I did. But he did make an important note that I think uh, really, really stands out and needs to be addressed, not just with Meckler, but with, with other similar players like this. You know, um, players like this that can run impressive slash lines without the counting stats may not excite you for your your category leagues but if you play in a points league these guys can be gold look at a guy like Luis Arias and even though he's a one maybe two category contributor in category leagues he's far far more valuable in a points league so while as I said he's probably the guy that I came away least impressed with on this episode he does hold value in certain formats. So if you're in a points league, this is not a player to disregard, but it, it is a player who, again, I'm I'm not overly excited about. But those are the four guys. As I mentioned, two batters, two pitchers. Hope you guys enjoyed everything. Please rate and review the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter or X as it's called now, if you're going to go with that. Uh, The accounts will be posted in the show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.